Hello and welcome to How Did This Get Maimed, the show where we dig into the worst, wildest, and wackiest thresher accidents. I'm Spencer Crittenden and coming with me live is Kevin Day, our uh, triage expert. Is that, is that track? Uh, what's up, Kevin? Uh, triage? Yeah, I, could, I guess yeah. I could see that. Like in the medical, you don't sense? know the fucking show. You, we've been how many episodes is this? This is like how is definitely over fifty. But yes, we watch videos of thresher accidents, people getting their limbs absolutely devastated, and you give them a triage score of how fast you think they would get through. You know, the it's, the it's all coming back to me. Room. Yeah, yeah it's, it's coming back to me right now. Okay, that's what the show is. That's what it's always been. Cue up the next video. And I will introduce the first guest. That's right. <laughs> we have multiple guests. Um, no, we don't. Because that's, that's always, this is an intro bit. Um, it's good to explain the bits. Uh, we got an absolute titan in the field. A streamer. Man, does he stream. He Okay, so I stream. And I know I'm really bad. But sometimes you just forget because you don't watch other people stream. And then when you watch this guy stream... It's like, yeah, see, not only is he putting in work that I could not possibly in, but all or put in, but also there is just an inherent charisma and likability and energy that I could never put out. It's just not, it's not in, it's not in me. It's not something I have. It's not something I will ever have. I have a different energy, not necessarily terrible energy, terrible for streaming though, uh, podcasting too. Uh, and just socially, you know, being around me, it's just a, <laughs> Uh, we'll figure out what my energy fits into one of these days but i was introducing someone you know him as a ghost on uh the doughboys podcast you know him as uh, a former intern of uh feral audio i maybe we shouldn't say that i don't know um uh i know him as a guy that I always like and looked up to, up to sounds wrong, but you know, there's people you really admire. And um, he's always a person that, if I were a kind of person that actually had like friend friends, you know, he's the kind of person I wish I was better friends with. But like, if we were better friends, I would just be dropping the ball left and right and feeling self conscious and bad about that. So it's like, maybe it's good that, you know, we are where we are because boy, howdy. Uh, you songs in the house. You song Lou. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Thank you for the kind accolades. It's all because I mean, the streaming is just I am so desperate. Every every time I click on the camera, I'm just so desperate for people to like me. And so that is that is the two hours of content that is being broadcast. And so I'm glad I'm glad it's hidden. I'm glad it's going well. Oh, it's going well. I mean, look at your numbers, man. I see. I see you. I see what's going on. I have a really chill stream and and that's like a very nice way of putting. I basically don't talk <laughs> and I kind of just grumble now and again. And then like a single person says something in the chat room. and I'm like, hey, shut up. <laughs> Stop. <it." laughs> and then they leave and never come back. And I'm like, why am I not getting more viewers? <laughs> well, well I, I like stopping by your stream. And I also agree with your analysis that if I was the type of person who had friends that I saw and hung out with regularly, it would be great to be better friends. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I could imagine going, you know, to the park and, you know, sitting on a bench and like talking mad shit about every single person we see, you know? 
I, I am. Know. Yeah, I am gossipy, but also like I, I do you do you like going outside? Because I heard the word park and I was like, nope. I was like, it's it's hot and outside outside. You know what I mean? It's too much. It's too much <laughs> nature. There's too much possibility. And as a result, I will be avoiding it 100 percent. I do like going outside, but I do not like it being hot. Um, I'd been hiking was my like only form of exercise for a while when I could get out while it was around 70, 75. But now it like it hits 80 at like 10 a.m. And it's like, no, I'm just there's no chance. The thing is, like the earlier in the morning it gets hot the more it just hits you like a wall when you go outside it's like i don't know 80 at like 1 p.m is completely different than 80 at 10 a.m i I don't know if you've experienced this but it's it's not fun to live in california the nice thing is there's not snow or like weather you have to pick up people always have to pick up weather in other states (laughs) but but the heat itself is a real bummer i don't i don't love it i would love to live somewhere more mild um, yeah, I was just in Montana for for a wedding and it was like it was nice because unlike California, there was like actual trees and stuff around like you could look and, uh, you know, if you use the Photoshop eyedropper tool, you could see actual green outside instead of right. <laughs> like um, like like brown everywhere. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was also like humid and like bad. So the, the I am I am like with all its faults and despite the fact that true 80 degrees at 10 a.m. makes me want to give up. I'm glad that I can at least be indoors in Southern California, which is a blessing. Yeah, Yeah, it's nice to be indoors. It's bad to be outdoors. Uh, Mm. I will push back on the brown. It does get green (laughs) for about 24 hours after uh, like three days of rainfall. I think you you see some greenery and then it's immediately gone and it's like, wait, did something happen? It must have been my imagination. I don't know. But but yeah, I, I like being outside and especially I like being outside in that's not true. But you know, I like <laughs> nature. Um, I like going to Griffith Park. What I do mm. is I drive around Griffith Park in my car. and I don't get out. <laughs> it's like hiking really fast. But you know, I like nature. I, I feel like I would have lost my damn mind uh, if I if I couldn't go to Griffith Park and just appreciate the trees because yeah, it feels oppressive not having any like greenery around and not just like suburban greenery, you know, which is kind of bullshit, but well, I've been doing, I've been doing this thing where like, I am, I am such a coward, like, and I get this, the largest rush from truly like the smallest things. Like when I'm driving around in my car, if I open my windows, like if I roll my windows down, I'm like, Oh, like, Oh, Oh, how exciting. Like, like, <laughs> like, Oh, like, I feel like I'm breaking some kind of rule or something. And so at home lately, I've, I've, I've been doing this new thing. I don't know if people have heard of it where I open my windows early in the morning and then I Mm -hmm. occasionally will feel a breeze and I'm like, that's nature's AC. I just learned about this. Has everyone else been on this shit for a while? I just learned. Yeah, Yeah, man. I just, the idea of, it's like this is like a cartoon trope that happens where it's like a really straight laced figure is like doing something mild and then being like "Ooh, i'm a bad boy but like yeah, you yeah. driving around and being like put like pushing down the thing like two <laughs> inches and it's like i'm living on the edge today i do yeah it absolutely feels that way i'm a, I'm a coward that's awesome um but the thing the thing about me liking outside is just it's COVID, so i don't want to mm. do anything with a roof involving any other people and even with a mat or even with a with a park or someplace outdoors, I still will probably be wearing a mask. But like, if it's like I don't know, a, a, a scarce few people have been like, "Hey, you want to do something?" And I'm like, "Yes, a park outside. Mm-hmm. We don't go inside. 
we drive separately we drive we, we go home um yeah but I, yeah i've been to i've been to three weddings this year like kind of like against my will I, i've learned that i because these are like the first weddings that i've gone to in my life and all three of them right. have been this past year and, and what i've learned is that like weddings you just kind of like hold people hostage like as the the bride and groom you each get to pick one person you get to pull them hostage they have to do a lot of labor for you uh you might give them a candle or something as payment mm -hmm. like that's that's really it um but it's 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 the <laughs> stupidest form of luck that i have not gotten covid and i I have literally no idea how that's happened. Um, yeah. So I'm still, I'm still one of these rubes that still cares about wearing masks and, and meeting outside and stuff. Yeah. It's a, uh, I don't know. Every, every like week or so I go through this kind of existential crisis where I'm sure. like, seems like it might be okay. And then like the news is like, COVID can now infect your children before they're born. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Jesus Christ, I can't, I can't catch a break. And so then I like go back into my hole. Speaking of weddings, I just got a wedding invitation um, from my friend Nolan, uh, who oh. people might know from the podcast. Um, That's fucked not up. I know Nolan. What the yeah. hell? Where's my invite? Probably would have wouldn't have gone. Sorry, I'm all weddinged out this year, but still would have been nice. Well, I mean, I could give you mine because I don't know that I want to go to a wedding. <laughs> like, that's really scary to me. I don't know if it's inside or outside. Yeah. Um, oh, it says find all the details. Mm. Should I read this link out out loud? <laughs> the RSVP yeah. link? RSVP and, and the location coordinates. Please. Yeah. Well, it's in Pasadena, California. <laughs> um, I won't say the date just in case because Pasadena, it's not small, but I feel mm -hmm. like if you were dedicated, you could. <laughs> you could try and figure out see if there's any chairs set up or something i don't know but yeah i don't know i i, I yeah my whole life fun. yeah well my whole life it's I, okay so when i was a kid i went to weddings sucked other than the food sometimes there was like food i remember one wedding i went to they had like uh big like chafing dishes of tortellini and i was like okay i love weddings <laughs> like this chafing dishes would they would they pour them down your shirt i don't i i i don't i i don't know what a chafing dish is i feel very well, sophisticated like a lot of words i know I don't actually know them. I just remember how I think they'd been used in the past and then I go, go off of it. But I'm pretty sure a shaving dish is one of those wide kind of trays for like catering. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes there's the sterno can underneath, but that's that's what I meant. I don't know if that's actually the word, but, you know, I just a lot of a lot of a lot of being smart is actually just pretending to be smart and hoping no one calls you on it is what I've discovered in my life. I, I, I love being ignorant and asking, um, which is oh, what, what a, what a, what a, what a strange couple we make, you know, I wish I was like that because I think you can actually be smarter by not trying to have the pretension of appearing smart, mm. but like, it's just so tied up in my personal identity and has been basically my whole life that I'm like, I'm kind of boxed in. It's hard to come to terms with like how stupid I've become, you know, as the world's gotten bigger and I've also just like stopped learning things, you know? Yeah. But, I, I think it's because yeah, I have, oh, sorry. I, I think it's because it's, it's, I have no pride. Like I'm pretty fine with myself, like um, if I'm with another person, but w w the, the bad thing about this is that like, if, if I'm with like an emotional terrorist and they like have like a really big ego or like whatever, I'll just appease them endlessly. Cause I'm like, I don't care. Clearly you care. And so like the, the best way for me to act right now is to help out. Anyway, I'm trying to change. Yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of the same way. Um, I will get really mad internally 
and then I will just like kick my cat. Like I won't take it out <laughs> on the person causing the problem. And I don't kick my cat. That's a metaphor. I will uh, yell at my followers on Twitter, <laughs> you know? but um, which is much better. Um, it's, I guess it's better than kicking a cat. But yeah. I, but you know the thing emotional terrorism is underrated because there's a lot of literal terrorism you know and if we could convert a lot of that literal terrorism to emotional terrorism we'd probably be a lot better off you know yeah i agree the, so the, the, yeah we got to give our roses to emotional terrorists on this podcast <laughs> oh boy uh oh but what i was gonna say is that i didn't like weddings as a kid mm, and right. then as i got older i just saw a lot of people going to weddings and i was like and it's always like yeah i probably shouldn't have been invited to the wedding but like come on like i, I want to be invited and i want to i want to and also my whole life is like i'm not going but come on i want to be invited like to anything like when people stop what? inviting to me things because i never go it's like hey what is this you came to our wedding dinner actions? though yep that was tough but that was that, that was, was easier though that was just dinner and that was also in the in the very brief time after covid one before like mm -hmm. delta and omicron right so True. it was like it actually did feel safe and now it's just a never-ending thing i don't know but but so like that's that's and so now i'm getting a scarce few invitations to weddings and it's like i kind of don't want to go but i gotta because it's like this is it for me like i got I, i've been to like maybe one wedding in my life um my adult life and this would be like my second wedding invite so it's like i, I don't know but i i will say yeah. i don't know if you I, I don't know if you would react similar to me at weddings but i was not like i i i am not fun at weddings or parties because i will just get like when, whenever the officiant is just going off about love in front of everyone love is about blah 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 blah, blah. i i start to get and i don't know why i'm like how dare you how dare you talk about love as if you know anything? You're just a guy. You're just a guy with a shirt with a collar on it. That's it. That's literally like the only thing separating you from, from someone walking in and out of Target, you know? Like, and, and so I was like, how, how dare you say anything about love or what you need is really supposed to be? Meanwhile, everyone else was just like smiling and being like, oh yeah, it's a nice day outside. What a beautiful, <laughs> it's nice to see our friends, you know, look nice and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, and that's part of why we wanted to have you on because you clearly <laughs> have a lot of unaddressed rage issues that I really want to get to the bottom of. No, I, I, I get what you mean, but like you liken them to a random guy walking in target mm. i'm thinking random guy walking in target also probably knows a lot about love like i like more than me i don't know you know i think a lot of normal people know a lot about love and i just know about hate <laughs> i think that like if if i i don't i just don't believe in anyone to be able to start a sentence with love is like you got to have some credentials for that. You got to pass out your CV along with all like the wedding favors and the appetizers or whatever. Being like, hey, I was a, a relationship counselor, blah, blah, blah. Just just anything. Because if I can tell you're freestyling about what you think a marriage should be based on some sitcoms that you've watched, fuck you. Uh, I'm out of here. This is so boring. And it's also disingenuous. Anyway, great wedding, great food. <laughs> it is disingenuous i know what you mean um i, I think like i think but isn't that what people want to hear like mm. like i guess a relationship counselor would have a lot better definition you know like for practical matters but i don't know that that's what i want is like oh 
you know, love is, uh, <laughs> you know, the funny thing about love is it's actually a chemical reaction uh, <laughs> it, involving people that you're attracted to. It actually has two components, one being this friendship component and one being this chemistry, sexual attraction. And if you don't have that, that's just a friendship. But today we're here because we have both of those two things and those two <laughs> things add up to love. It's like, yeah, that is a lot more accurate, but i don't know but i think but you're right I, do, yeah. I guess i do agree just that they do really seem full of shit and and but do you think that has to do with like where you are i mean you're in a relationship right do, is that yes. a feeling like you get in a relationship because i feel like when i hear that thing i just feel like oh i should die i should go <laughs> hide in a hole nothing's ever going to happen in my life i'm going to uh, be 60 years old and realize man I probably could have just clocked out at 30. I don't think there was any like reason to like persist this long. I just didn't know it yet, you know? And so that's kind of like where my mind goes, but I feel like if you're in a relationship or something, it might be like nice and, and affirming or something like, oh, that's like me or something, right? I don't, I don't know. Is that, is, is that at, at all any of it for you? I, I think it's like, I, I think you're right. It wouldn't be fun to like have someone read out like a WebMD like version of what love is. And it is it is the stuff that people want to hear, especially if you're like, you know, the parents and you don't want to be like, oh, you're like, yeah, this, this is so meaningful. I think the whole thing of it like felt so like weddings in general to me feel so performative. And I know I'm like the 70 millionth per person to reach this conclusion. Um but it felt so performative that I was like, ew, it, it was like it was like that day in school where everyone would have to give a report and some people were good at public speaking and some people weren't. And guess what? A lot more people are not that comfortable with public speaking than than those who are. And so it's just like an awkward environment for everyone. And I didn't I didn't enjoy being lectured about love in the middle of that because I was like, there are things that th there are there are someone praised one of the people that I saw getting married to go for going on a mission in Cambodia. I don't want to destroy your podcast by saying some uncoord stuff like a Keem star, like a drama guy. Please However, go off queen. Oh, th thank Wait, you. Yeah. It, no, it's go off King. Well, I mean, it's go off King because it's go. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Continue. Sorry. Yes. Queen received go off King received, but I was like, <laughs> Full dude, send. Dude, if you if you if you if this if this is celebrating like if this ceremony is celebrating the mission in Cambodia, then the whole thing is morally skewed. It's like it's like it's like being a lawyer and finally finding a crowbar into a witness's testimony. Like, oh, so you agree that missions are good and and yet you're gonna lecture me out about love and empathy? No, but also thanks for the food, thanks for the invite. Like, I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not a I'm not a I haven't I haven't had a lot of fun at these weddings. Some of them have been good. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you hit on something about the performative aspect, just because like weddings are performative and they are performative for your family, first of all, and then your guests, second of all. But it's yeah. like it's not really. And I guess for the bride, it's like, you know, it's kind of this, uh, you know, execution of a fantasy or a vision that they might have had in their in their mind. But like, yeah, like if you just want to get married, you could just go and elope and get married. But it's like the service is like so your grandma can cry or whatever more than mm -hmm. anything else. So maybe that's also why it gets so sappy is because they're that, that's the audience they're playing towards. And they're like, everybody else, they'll they'll just get drunk later and it'll be fine. <laughs> like, yeah, they can, yeah, they yeah. can hold it off. But yeah. but yeah, but that is I, I guess I haven't really thought about that, but there is something grating about weddings. And I think, yeah, I think especially the, 
the the middle school presentation aspect of it is like yeah i mean sure you're a reverend but i mean you know that doesn't mean like i like listening to you talk or you're actually good at this you just felt it was your calling or whatever you know which that's dubious yeah um but it's probably better if it's not a priest or whatever the fuck like if it was like a stand-up comic officiating or something even if they weren't like popping off jokes and stuff it's like well this guy I like this guy. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. At least it would be entertaining. I, I was like, I'm like, I, uh, first two weddings, I was like, I'm anti-wedding. Like, this all seems so fake and performative. Uh, Holden Caulfield rules. Everyone else is a phony. I'm going to live forever, et cetera, et cetera. But then the third wedding, I was like so tired of people reading off stuff. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to have a spite wedding. I'm going to have a wedding where I just, it doesn't even have to be with anyone else where I'm just going to do it right. I'm going to have a very charming vows thing because it doesn't even fucking matter to the other person. It's just a little like tight five for the people that are here. I'm going to start off with a judgment and it with something sentimental. And then I'm going to keep everything so brief and the food's going to be so good. I'm just literally going to have a spite wedding to show people how it's done. That's where I've landed. That sounds awesome. I'm a big fan of spite. I have a spite on <laughs> patreon.com slash the sixler. Um, so yeah, I can, I can get down on spite. That does sound fun. Like you could almost, if they weren't too expensive, it's like people should do that just for fun. Like you should just have a spite wedding in a couple weeks or something. Like it would be a blast. Um, you know, there is a, there is uh, Kevin triage day um, and he's been married. Uh, so I got to ask, well, what are you thinking of all this talk, Kevin? Oh yeah. Okay. So for, for the listeners at home that aren't aware, we got married very quickly um, in Anaheim with one uh, witness to it just mm -hmm. as a legal thing. And then we're going to have a real wedding probably next year after we've planned everything. And it's going to be this big, crazy, like invite everybody we know, and musicians and food and everything like that so we've tried both I'm, I'm curious to see how it feels yeah after the, the the giant one i'm so but why are you doing that um part of it is a lot of people were very upset that we had a wedding and they didn't get to go to it um oh, family members who are these people friend, yeah family fuck. members mostly oh, um okay, of just sorry. like hey you got married and you didn't invite us that was terrible um oh hey i'm sorry i thought you supported my love is that I, not was it a, just about you getting to go to a party okay okay thanks for uh letting me know passive aggressively that that's really good information i'm gonna write that down and i'm gonna pass it along to the executor of my will <laughs> <laughs> when i die my parents won't get anything <laughs> but also too, I mean, ariel's got a dream of what a wedding would be like and she kind of wants to still have right. that experience yeah and that's valid yeah um yeah, I, I, uh, the point is, weddings are okay. I'm just kind of a curmudgeon at them. Um, and I also think that if I didn't have, because all these weddings are scheduled for like the last two years and all of them have been pushed to this year, which is why like, yeah. I've gone to three. I'm going to have to reject two more uh, invites, not because I'm popular. I'm pretty sure this is the only year that it's ever going to happen. Um, so yeah, I just don't want to, I just don't want to travel anymore. I can't, I can't do it. I'm too tired. My creaky bones, you know? <laughs> traveling is scary right now but it's tiring all the time and i think it's easy to forget uh how tiring it is until you've had to travel like more than once like when it's once it's like you can recover enough to kind of forget because it's just like a whirlwind you know or whatever but when it's like oh i've done like four bouts of travel it's like i need the rest of the year off like i cannot and that's like before COVID and stuff mm -hmm. but yeah, yeah I, I don't know 
I think that people have gotten like um, more more selfish since COVID. Like people at airports. This is something that I've noticed two two trips in the last like month. Um, mm-hmm. like people people in airports have started to like make all the space their own, not because they want to social distance or whatever, but like, I, I think, I think the, the rationale behind it is like, well, I've been stuck inside for so long. I'm just going to take what's mine this year because I've suffered long enough. So everyone else can go, um, you know, go fuck themselves or whatever. Uh, and in, even on planes, like when we were on planes, people would just disobey the seatbelt sign and like, they had, they had to make announcements and stuff. Cause I guess people wanted to like walk around and I, I'm not sure. It just seems that people are, people are more selfish and on top of everything else that tra- traveling does like that genuinely broke my heart. I was like, I don't know how to draw any hope from this. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for inviting me onto your podcast. Sorry. I'm being a bummer. <laughs> no, that's what I do. Especially when I don't have a guest, I kind of kind of just implode in front of Kevin. Uh, just talking about how fuck we are but like off of that i think like you know trump is a big part of it he just kind of opened the floodgates of like oh you could just be horrible all the time and you don't get arrested i kind of thought you got arrested more often um you know for just like uh for instance uh damaging a restaurant's property or throwing things or assaulting people like a lot of times people just get away with it um i think that's part of it but but i think probably more of it is yeah is just covid um it's like people i think it is like people have been pent up rage and so everyone's higher strung and so for you know your karens and such like that's that's like a shorter fuse a bigger explosion more gunpowder etc but also um it's just we've forgotten how to act like Mm -hmm. people just don't know how to act in public and it's weird because like it probably took years and years and years like decades to like create like this consensus kind of decorum you know like oh this is how you're supposed to behave in public and you know i think cell phones and stuff have kind of changed that a little bit because people like can talk on speakerphone and stuff and so i think like that was kind of fraying a little bit already but just like who knows how long it'll take to get that back if it'll ever come back like just people knowing how to act because i think that's just a lot of it is people just like they forget how they were the same way like you kind of forget how to socialize and and hang out with people if you weren't doing it the whole pandemic um it seems like extroverts got hit pretty hard by stuff like that in the pandemic because they're like i'm fucking flipping out man i need to fucking say some stupid shit to strangers and smile like i think it's funny you know or whatever um but i think it's it's you know it's not great for everybody but who knows and i don't know how people are bouncing back and stuff but it does it does just seem like maybe forever it's going to be crazy and i don't know it's weird it's weird to think about because uh like restaurants are restaurants i don't think are ever going to be good again or like as good as they were Mm -hmm. just because like the people that were good at restaurants like all either died or quit because they were going to die and that's just this lost experience that comes from experience it's not like in a book it's not something that you pick up by like the best you can do is have someone mentor you and a lot of those people that knew how to cook well that knew how to have a a nice you know waitress experience or whatever not that like i've been like oh this waitress sucks shit or whatever because i don't go outside but just like it just in my mind it just seems like there's all this experience that's just gone because there hasn't been this this classic passing down of knowledge mentorship kind of situation because it's such a big labor disruption you know mm. i don't know 
Uh, have you? Um, I, I'm I'm really curious because because you joked about it earlier, and uh, we've Uh-oh. been talking a lot about COVID. Do you? I'm not suicidal. No. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> um, do you like cupcakes? What do you think about that? No. Because um, <laughs> um, when I was like going to the w- weddings and stuff, I had a brief glimmer of what life could be. Like, we're already here. We might as well hang out with friends and get outdoor dinners. This fucking sucks. I'm scared uh, that I'm gonna. That it's going to kill me, but whatever. And it was so, so heartbreaking because I was like, oh my God, this is what my life could be if we handled COVID better, if you know, like if I lived on the East Coast, I guess, too, because I, I have more friends there. Um, like this is what my life could be. Do do you have you like do you feel lonely? Oh, yeah, forever. I mean, mm. forever. I've felt lonely. I've always like literally like my personal identity has always been like the person outside and looking in, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Uh, this is like a classic movie. I don't know if you know you're you're you have a bre- like a breadth of film knowledge, you know, classical film knowledge. But sure. have you seen the movie Sonic One? <laughs> Wait, the one with the Jim Carrey? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the last movie I saw in theaters before COVID. <laughs> I cried multiple times during that movie. In the beginning of the movie. Sonic is like alone and he's doing fun stuff because he's so right. fast he can play games with himself and it's and you're watching it and it's like this is kind of pathetic and then and then he plays baseball with himself and it's like man he's talking to himself <laughs> he's pretending to be multiple people having a good time this is sad and then and then he like breaks down and it's like oh it's supposed to be sad and then like you know he's seeing like he's like watching through the window like happy families and stuff and i'm like this is me this is my whole life has been like this and it was really like sad but yeah my whole life i had that um sort of thing even when i am the center of attention i can't like handle it i like still like have to drift to the perimeter you know so i can't so i'm not like there and it's and so yeah like so much of my life um just seeing people being normal like the smallest things like like the most taken for granted bits of people interacting with their family or you know uh smiling about an inside joke or like doing something goofy in public or something like it's like jesus christ even if like i waved a magic wand and like could have stuff like that it still wouldn't feel like that because i'm like so broken if that makes mm. sense well i um so yeah uh, I thought you were going to say you cried when uh, Tails was revealed at the end. I'm just kidding. No, thank you for sharing. I did. Vulnerable thing. Um, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I really uh, did. <laughs> let's go. Um, but that well, was a different kind of crying. Mm, uh, well, I want to ask, like, on the on the opposite end, then, like, what was a moment where you felt like the most, like, the, the most opposite of that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like, yeah, when I'm like... <laughs> It's not even that I want to be in the center, right? It's just mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like so far removed. But like, yeah. I feel like when I was performing on Harmontown, like mm-hmm. actually on stage, it's like even my stage position is like off in the corner. When we had guests, they would have to like, I would watch them turn completely. They'd have to like <laughs> scoot their butt to like twist around, sure. you know, to like when, when they heard me. And there was also like the thing where like they would hear me talking and then their head would tilt up like, 
oh someone's talking <laughs> like mm -hmm. um but that fell uh a lot more in in the center and then when i was working on harmon quest i was like the ep and stuff it was this is also the same thing because i felt kind of far removed in the same way but i was like no we're in this together like i'm i belong here i'm not an imposter people like my ideas you know i can execute my job i feel like that's kind of the best i felt the most belonging i felt just because it's like I feel to an extent that I'm in my element and no one is like clocking that I'm fake or it's not even that it's like a lot of times I'll feel fake and I don't even feel it in those circumstances. You know, it's like, it's not a, it's not a thought bu that bubbles up, but I don't know. Do you have anything like that where, where you felt like a, a lot of belonging or anything, or are you like that too? You I seem really comfortable even as you are kind of, you know, oh anxious <laughs> thank you i i i i honestly don't know if i'm more anxious or, or comfortable i i think like well for me um in college i i, I did like a, i was in a sketch comedy group and um uh just getting so many dates because of it <laughs> nope sure the opposite um but we people went to, love like, comedy and People. sketch comedy the sexiest comedy there is. <laughs> yeah for sure um and we went to like a, a comedy festival with a whole bunch of other schools and then like being in a sea of other you know students who wanted to do the same thing and I, I was also like really fucking confident back then i think i lost a lot of it after college but um or i have a hard time expressing confidence but i was like oh right. everyone here is gonna try their best good I can like, this is going to sound so um, um, self-centered or high and mighty, but sure. I was like, oh, I don't have to hold back. I can try as hard as I want here and I can be as freely competitive as I want. And that felt really, really good. Um, I like, I like playing with other people like that. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it comes from anxiety or like worries or, you know, just uh maybe elitism or something feeling like you're on a different level of someone else but i think yeah a lot of times you do feel like you're masking in some way or of another either because you know you don't want people to put off be put off by you maybe you don't want people to think you're too goofy or something or yeah. you're afraid of like saying accidentally you know trying so hard you say something stupid and then it's like oh i definitely if i was just coming in under the radar and not really doing much maybe i wouldn't have you know put myself out like that but mm -hmm. i definitely yeah i i, I don't know for me it's like i'm a big guy and so like i i always perform um weakness or perform um mm. like safety as opposed to like being a big scary guy like i talked when i talked to breeze Br uh, branson like when i was a kid um a very small kid ran into me and then was terrified of me and i was like oh am i a person that's terrifying and mm. that kind of like stuck with me and as an adult like <laughs> You know, and I have big, long hair. I, I have a short beard now, but I used to have a big, crazy beard. And so I get it. But like I, my, in public, I would see like parents with their kids that would like glare at me like I was going to do Ooh. something to them, you know, mm. or um, one time I was leaving a party where I went out into the like it had like a gated kind of stairway. And so you're kind of hidden from the sidewalk and just out of out of timing, like I stepped into the sidewalk at like roughly the same time a woman was passing by and she like screamed really loud because, you know, maybe she thought I was like going to attack her or something. But and then she like calmed down and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just it was right, you know, but it's like, yeah, no, this is 
how society views me as uh, as a violent offender, you know, and so uh, a lot of my energy is spent like trying to, you know, not be any of the things that people associate with big, dumb, mean guys, you know, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. But that's that's performing. It's not like I'm not just being myself or maybe it's like it's become myself at this point. I don't know. But so you went to college at Ithaca. Is that right? Yeah, I, I did go to college in Ithaca. I'm a coastal. Did you elite. grow up around there? Oh, sorry, I, I cut you off. No, 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 no. So my um, we moved to the U.S. when I was four, and then we bounced around um a year in San Francisco, like three or four years on Long Island, but then like middle school, high school, and college in upstate New York, which is where where Ithaca is. Right. Um, and so yeah, it's 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 small. It's like rural. It's like half college town, but then like half like legit farming. Like that's how rural it is. And and I think people don't. Mm, especially if you're not from the states but like people think of new york to the state and they're like oh this city no dude it's like there's so many open fields if you just drive like two hours to the north it's 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 yeah it's wild yeah people definitely don't think of upstate new york as being as agrarian or whatever as it is but it's just like any other kind of midwest or whatever kind of place where it's just all fields you know california has a lot of farmland and stuff but it kind of it looks different than like mm -hmm. like midwest and east coast kind of uh farmland i don't know what you call it but mm -hmm. what what are people in new york like are they like new york city people or upstate new york people a lot different is it maybe I'm more midwesty uh, uh, upstate new york was really interesting because like because of the college town there was a lot of like um like uh like hippie culture like small town sure. like hey here's a store where we sell beads um and that's that's it uh <laughs> i i'm trying to i'm trying to not not be offensive and i'm like uh oh i've never talked about this so anyway, but it's like it's, it sounds like kind of a college town vibe maybe right have you yeah. ever been to other college towns they kind of have a weird vibe that's like it's older than college students. It's like it's it's mostly like 50 year olds. And then it's like, but also we got to have a pizza shop and it's like a 50 year old version of a pizza shop. And they're like, <laughs> they'll love this or something. Is it kind of like that? Yeah, it's absolutely like that. But then like um, it's it's politically pretty split, too, because it's like um, generally like a, a good, uh, a, you know, a mix between uh, blue and red. Pretty, pretty equally, I think, over there. I, I, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, what are people like? They are relatively nice. Although I um I don't know. I I I after being in the city for like uh, a week for this for for one of these uh freaking ceremonies, uh I was like I can't do New York. I I can't do New York. It's not even that the people here are too rude. There's just like too many things around. And then I was like, could I do mm -hmm. upstate New York? And I was like, I can't do upstate New York. It's it's too small of a town. And I feel I get like weirded out by being in a small town, like driving through like um like uh, a small town in America where someone has like a faded American flag on their porch. I'm just like, like any, it's so spooky. Um, so I don't know. I, I, um, I, 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 I miss my friends there and I'm sure the people are like wonderful. Um, and I don't even see that many people here in LA, but I like being in a city. Yeah. Yeah, I, I you know I, I've I've traveled. Uh, I've, I'm actually a bit of a traveler, in one day. <laughs> um, but I don't know. You know, everyone's nice. Everyone's fine. Whatever. Shut up. But uh, I like I like Southern California people. Um, just not because they're good or nice or anything. Just because they kind of just leave me the fuck alone. Mm -hmm. Whereas like 
I don't know. The the story I tell is like in Texas, uh, I, I went to a Walmart and I just mistakenly would never do this ever again, said out loud under my breath, whatever, where are the frozen pizzas? And like a lady came from the next aisle over. She didn't grab me, but it was like she walked me over to the frozen pizzas. And it's like, I did not want this i do not want you paying that close attention to what i'm doing i don't want you to feel comfortable helping me in this way i don't want any of this i don't like it i'm suspicious of it there's nothing to be suspicious of like even when you talk about (laughs) southern hospitality and passive aggressive and stuff like that's not what that was you know but it's like i don't like this i want to be alone and like a lot of other like the vibes of other places are like a lot different but new york's just too intense like i there's people that joke around with each other clearly friends having a good time and it reads to me like my parents are arguing like it's like i can't fucking handle this and that's the people there's also um there's also like i, I was walking with my friend chris Bowruff one time when we were in in uh, new york city and we were talking i was talking about politics and i could tell like that the person behind me was so mad about the politics i was talking about like it wasn't like but he didn't say anything but i just like i could feel the vibe and like if i happened to glance around i could tell by his expression he was like not having it but this is like a young guy i don't know what he was but actually I, and the thing is i think i was ahead of the curve because what i was talking about is how bad we fucked up by not killing all the confederates in the civil war <laughs> like we should have executed them all and that's a that's a kind of idea that's gained a lot of steam in recent times but i was on that like way earlier um because I'm a fucking genius. Um, but, but yeah, he was like, that guy was just not happy about it. And he was also not like willing to walk ahead of me or like walk Ooh. around me, you know, in New York, people just push past you. But this guy was like, I don't know. I don't know. But it was just such a weird energy. But, uh, but that's the people. But then the place itself, like you're saying it, like it's too much. It's just oppressive, like all the buildings and stuff. Yeah. It just feels like, I just feel like this pressure, like, like I'm being squashed and, and there's a lot of good stuff in New York. If I can handle it, I'd love to live there just cause like the food and like the infrastructure and stuff. It's like, I would love to not have to drive. I would love to just be able to go to like these stores that are like cheaper than buying groceries and stuff. The takeout's so cheap compared to like LA and stuff, even before all the inflation and stuff. But mm-hmm. like, that's all amazing. But I like, I literally could not hack it. Like I couldn't yeah. handle it. I don't know. It, it was way too, it was like, it was just like an oversaturation of literally everything. Um, I, I, I absolutely, yeah, I absolutely uh, could not do it, even though the food was really good. Um, yeah, I, I did. I, I mean, some highlights of the New York thing was like, I, we went to Chinatown for, for a meal and that was really cool. And I learned that I like seeing really old, um, Chinese men holding iced coffees. Cause it's like a really old person <laughs> with such like a young drink. And I'm just like, fucking hell yeah. I, I got so happy and I can't explain why, but I'm like, okay, yep. That's, that's what I want to be one day. <laughs> it could be nice. It's good to have something to aspire to. I aspire to, uh, you know, I I had a realization that like my whole life, I've never like dreamed of having a house, Mm. which is like, I never really thought about it. But then I was like, I never really thought about it. Like in terms of capitalism, like I was just like, but apartments are cool. But but I think it was just like some part of me was like, no, you're never going to own a fucking house, you piece of shit. Uh, But but yeah, I don't know. I I have a similar version of what you're talking about, which I I, is uh, old Armenian men. Mm-hmm. in like the glendale area and stuff they sure. kind of just hang out like some sometimes they have a deli and they're hanging out inside the deli or outside the deli they're smoking and they don't like if you go into the business it's kind of like oh 
we didn't want customers you know mm -hmm. like we just wanted to play backgammon <laughs> and, and like the or or they're in the parks like just hanging out like like with with a bunch of newspapers and talking to each other and it's like shit man like that's that sounds cool like having having a bunch of old guys who don't give a fuck about anything you know just just man spreading <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, that sounds nice. I hope to one day aspire to that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but so, okay. So what, what did you go to college for? Did you have I a degree? Did you have a plan? I went to college. Um, I applied as an English major because I was like, I only like writing. Uh, and then nice. I went to school and then everyone around me was doing like their computer sciences and stuff. And so I was like, fine, mm -hmm. I'll try it. It seems fun. You get to make Brick Breaker. You get to make all these silly little games. And then I did it for <laughs> um, like three semesters, a year and a half. And I was like, no, I am miserable, not only because of the subject matter, but because of the people that I'm with. Like, I just didn't have a lot of in common with the people that I was next to. Because um, they're fucking nerds? Yeah, because they were huge fucking dorks. And I'm cool as hell. And so <laughs> no, but I, I mean, you know, people people have like a different vibe. I don't know. You know, nerds is obviously pejorative, but it's like a, probably a different vibe, like something you didn't mesh with. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like at least people I mean, I, I think that people in um, like liberal arts are more likely to like try to have a more out there sense of humor or just like sense of self. Um, and so like, I didn't, I didn't fully abandon the computer science. No, I fully abandoned it, but I, I would still for the rest of my time in undergrad sit in like the computer science building while doing my work. Cause I, I love, Ooh, I love feeling competitive. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I graduated with an English degree and then I did some internships at a podcast network. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was interested in that. No, I, uh, you know, a, a podcast network, though, I don't know, we can either name or we can not name, depending on, uh, I know this is going to be live, but, you know, depending on some bleeping and stuff. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's what you, I don't care. I fucking, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Kevin, does anyone from Starburns actually listen to this shit? No. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I was interested though. Like you, you came here for an intern. How long were your internships? They weren't super long, right? Or at least yeah, in the beginning, they were just in the summers. And it like, I, I, I know it doesn't sound good to be like, Hey, obviously what Dustin did was bad and how he handled it was like really, really bad comma, but comma, like, it doesn't feel good to say those words. Um, yeah, I'm not was, saying like Dustin should still be in charge. I'm no, sorry, no, no, no. I I know you're not. I, I'm more so saying for for my own for my own yeah. sake because I I still I I like even wanting to express this idea of like well without Dustin I would literally know no one that I currently know right now and it was because I sent him an email just randomly and like three months later he replied and again all the all the, the timing and stuff yeah all the timing and stuff kind of colors this in a weird way i think but he was like oh like hey i just cried reading your email oh you sound great want to want to just come like hang out and uh be an intern for the summer i was like hell yeah so i would i i did that for two summers um internships are kind of a sham um um i don't know if I don't know if uh, you remember this, but do you remember the Comic Con panel where um, the Andy Dick show was announced? Uh, I don't remember the Andy Dick show being announced, but I remember the Comic Con panel as being 
up there in the top three to five most frustrating embarrassing moments of my life easily sure 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 sure. i i feel you and and i remember like being an intern and editing all together like the video intros for free and i at that moment i was like oh my god what a fucking joke because this is like labor that i don't think anyone else in this at this five person company can do right now um and I, you know, obviously, I uh, the uh, uh, you have to admit that internships are a scam, and they're only afforded to people who can hemorrhage money, uh, thus gatekeeping right. an entire class of people out. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, that's the point. Uh, that's the point. That's the point. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, that's that's how I that's how I that's how I met everyone, which is which is strange, but and and filled with frustrating experiences. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. What, where were you living back then? I the first the first time I was like subletting. The second time I think I got scammed. I was like some <laughs> oh, no. some like guy frat guy was like also doing some like Hollywood internships, and we didn't really know each other. He was like he's saying I found this like good deal for an apartment, and what ended up happening was that we were living five guys to five guys the restaurant uh, five nice. guys uh, we were living in a five guys. To Delicious. one to one one bedroom apartment. So it was like two Jesus sets of bunk Christ. beds and then one person in the in the living room. And I got bed bugs from that thing. And it, it was just like I had marks all over my body. It was really, really bad. Um, and that was that was in like midtown somewhere. So I like lessons learned, but like the worst way possible, but lessons learned nonetheless, you know. Um what was the scam? Do you think? Do you think he was overcharging for rent like some people do when they're subletting or something? They like just say, like, oh, here's the rent. That's like almost the whole rent. I, I think it was like the, the rent was like still a ripoff. It was like 500 bucks, which like obviously sounds good, but like in the context, no, not worth it. Um right. and, and it was back then too. It was before like rent really started skyrocketing. Yeah, a hundred percent. This is like in 20, 20 uh 15, 20, 20. 14 maybe even um and so mm -hmm. uh yeah i think the scam was like oh they advertised like a really nice apartment and like told you none of the details and i was so dumb because i never really looked for housing on myself that i was just like sure i want to be independent i don't want to ask my parents this sounds good fucking no it was <laughs> one of my like most regrettable decisions like one of the biggest mistakes i've ever made um yeah <laughs> not that bad yeah I don't know. Uh, it doesn't sound good. I, I don't know. I'm just terrified of, I don't know. Trying to find places to live is fucking impossible. And it was back then too. And now it's just worse because it's the same thing. And also there's 50 people that apply and then they don't rent it to anybody because it turns out they can, uh, you know, 50 times 50 is Kevin. What, what's 50 times 50 to 2,500. Yep. 2, yeah. 2,500 just to show someone a house in application yeah. fees like that's better than renting a place you know you don't actually have to have to do anything so it's all it's all fucked um but you know it's i just wanna i i don't know i maybe i could get a roommate or something but i i wanna ugh, whatever i'm not gonna get into it should, um, should we should we talk about um the thing that we were go that we talked about instead of playing magic the gathering arena online which is being a podcast sidekick Oh yeah. So, 
so i'm a podcast sidekick uh maybe even a third in command uh people (laughs) people know me as a comedy sniper because i don't have to talk the whole time and then if i have a really good joke i can be like really good joke and then people are like this fucking guy holy shit and then it's like then i'm on my own podcast and it's like man this guy sucks like he's just talking about uh how he's gonna kick his cat that's fucked up you know um but but what what was it like for you well you know um were you on all the time you know because now we got like producer emma and she's kind of on all the time but were you trading off back then were you the primary one were you feeling comfortable talking before you were talked to or how'd that how did that feel so like oh dude i don't know if i ever told you this but one night dustin Uh-oh. while we were at meltdown like um like doing harmontown where you guys were doing harmontown he was like you want to play D with them and i was like uh and i think he shouted something from the from the side to try to get me on but like it didn't end up happening um my philosophy back then and even now is like of course, as someone who did sketch comedy, of course, as someone who did did like bad stand up in college, of course, someone who, who wants to be like creative and tries to do stuff. I would love to be on mic. However, like I also have a deep, deep sense of shame. And like, I don't know if this is because, uh, you know, my parents are Chinese or whatever. And like they grew up in China, but it's like never, ever disturb the peace, like for your own selfish means. Whereas like, you know, you, you and Kevin were talking about this on on an episode of the show where it's like, yeah, the people without shame fucking succeed because they don't they don't have that voice in their head. Right. So even at the start yeah. of Doughboys, I was like, never insert yourself unless asked literally like don't speak until unless spoken to and i wish i could kind of go back and tell myself like it could have uh piped up like once or twice and maybe asked for for some stuff earlier on but like yeah my philosophy then and my philosophy now is like yeah don't if it's someone else's show don't don't make don't insert yourself unless absolutely sure or asked you know Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that just reminds me of like i i also have this instinct which is like don't go back too far for a joke and then i'll listen to a podcast and they're like you know 10 minutes ago you said this and here's a funny rejoinder and it's like mm-hmm. i and they get laughs and stuff and i'm like fuck should i have been doing that like uh, on harmontown it's like if i felt like i missed my moment by like even like 10 seconds like i would just be like nah the moment's passed whereas like Mm -hmm. a lot of other people i think it's it's probably a good instinct to like go back for it and stuff just because i didn't want to you know interrupt being like hey guys i'm really funny and here's why (laughs) 10 10 minutes ago when you were telling the frozen pizza thing uh i think that you talked to a sleeper agent whose phrase was frozen pizza that you just awakened i don't think that was a normal texan person went back for that joke it was not worth it okay i mean it was was a psyop it was a psyop to keep liberals out of texas i think we all know (laughs) this at this point um yeah it's also like um going back for jokes but i'm also curious like at the start of of harmontown and stuff like being an, an, an like an intelligent person and an intelligent performer you, you like did you ever feel like oh shit like obviously people are here for dan why should i talk and then suddenly you're like oh my god i haven't talked for the last two hours i have to say something like did you have that debate ever in your head i i think sometimes i would uh feel a little bit of tension yeah like for for the most part it was like yeah everyone's here to see dan i don't you know it's not about me and i don't need it to be about me i don't even want it to be about me you know um mm-hmm. and like in the early early days uh like they didn't even have me on until the D started and then like for a long time i was just kind of like i'm not 
I'm not even here. Like I'm just like an audience member, you know, like even way longer than it would have made sense to think that I was just like, yeah, I'm just an audience member. Like, you know, they have audience members on and talk to them. That's what the show is. I'm just like one of those people, which, you know, is obviously not quite the case with me. I was more of a regular cast member, but it just always felt like that for a long time. And that was a tough kind of thing to break. But there would be times where I was uh, like, yeah, like uh, uh, you should like you haven't said anything for like 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. But I usually wouldn't then like say something, you know, I'd be like, you know, uh, try harder next time or like be funnier then or like come up with something. Mm -hmm. But it's like it's the show never really came to like a screeching halt, you know, because mm -hmm. Dan could just talk for two hours uninterrupted, you know? So it, I never felt a strong need to like get myself in there to like help out the show, but that's how I would generally view it is it's like, what would be good for the audience? What would be good for the show? What would they like? Not necessarily like, Oh, it's important for me to kind of mark my place. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. 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 I, I, I remember like earlier on in the, in the Doughboys like Q and a episodes that would have me on and they still do have me on. I was like, Oh my God. Like I, the, the best thing that I could do for the show is actually talk less because as a former listener of Doughboys, I'm like, I just, I don't, I, I mean, this is like a little sacrilegious, but I think that it's uh -oh. true for a lot of listeners. I don't really give a shit about the restaurant. Nick and Mitch are such lovely like people that I just want to hear them talk and joke around. Like they're so funny. And so I was like, it's really hard at the start to be like, well, here I go potentially ruin like I know the best thing is just to keep the peace and leave the water still and for Nick and Mitch to just go off and then to to like slowly like try to change that it's it's every time I see like an angry comment or, or someone on Reddit I'm like yeah dude because you have no fucking like you I, you would literally combust if you were in that position and like I would love to see it he <laughs> um yeah yeah you know um, but that's why they're there and you're here, you know, is because of these instincts. Like they obviously served you. Um, but I yeah, I know so. what you mean, especially just getting mad at people on Reddit. That's, that's the most, I am a monster. Um, but <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I agree with your assessment, but mm -hmm. personally, yeah, I love the food talk and mm. I get really mad when they're not doing it, but I know that I'm like the vast minority of people and you'll, you'll see in the Reddit and stuff, people like that's what they want is the banter and stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I don't care. I just want to <laughs> hear people's opinions on food. Like, tell me more about these fried clams. Why weren't they seasoned? What seasoning didn't they have? What did you right. want? Old Bay? Like, I just like, I just want to dig in super hard to the food. Um, and <laughs> You know, it's a great podcast, but I've had to kind of set that aside because it's like, oh, it's it's not happening. It's not even about that, you know, mm -hmm. um, but like I just I'm a big fat guy. You know, I fucking love food, um, but I don't know. Yeah. Do you uh, this is a weird question, but it's something I've yeah. always or maybe it's not a weird question. I don't know, but it's something I've always wondered how what's what's the deal with the whole you songs a ghost thing? Like, I know I, I saw that happening, but like it's like a weird thing like obviously it's just a it's like a silly joke but like the idea of you being dead is that something that's ever like that that you think about or is it ever like oh this is kind of weird like to me i don't know for me it's like i i feel like if it were me i'd be like this is kind of i'm not dead it's not funny to joke that i'm dead you know, i don't know but also I, I i have a weird like offended kind of muscle that i think is very anti-comedic um you know oh but, no I, I, um, e even when writing sketches and stuff, I, I, I simultaneously hate and will always 
want to be the person that's like, hey, I think this is offensive. Like being the only um, uh, Chinese person in uh, <laughs> in yeah. a sketch group, and then people are like, hey, like what if we did a area like the Little Mermaid parody? It, it, like, and they just doing a, a Sebastian the Crab impression. I was like, dude, like this does not feel good. And, and so right. I always like bringing it up. Weirdly, I'm like, hmm, I'm not offended by the idea of being dead. It, the, the, the bit comes from like, I think I was killed off in a Christmas special, which is like mm-hmm. canon. Um, right. So, yeah, I'm just a, I'm just a ghost in the podcast right now um, in, in the world. Yeah, it's yeah, I don't think it's a I don't think it's necessarily offensive necessarily, but it just it just feels weird. You know what I do think is mildly offensive is mm. you song did nothing wrong. <laughs> Which is like pulled from internet people saying Hitler did nothing wrong. That's oh, like really? where that I, comes from. I thought it was pulled from like Thanos did nothing wrong. That's also pulled from Hitler did nothing wrong. Um, It's which is fine. I'm not saying no one should do it, but I've just always like, does no one know? Apparently they don't. But yeah, I, I, you know, and and I don't think that's bad. It's just weird. (laughs) I'm sorry. I should have brought this up. Uh, No, it's it's just to dig in, just to dig in further. I'm pretty sure it comes from like, it comes from memes, you know, just Mm -hmm. Nazi memes, but in the democracy, <laughs> do you remember the democracy competition where uh, it happened? I think two or three times. I think the second time is when it ended because uh, 4chan, um, they you know they vote bomb contests right. all the time. That's like an internet scoundrel thing to do. Yes, and they vote bomb the name of the Mountain Dew as Hitler did nothing wrong, and it won by like ninety percent of like right. all votes. Like it was democracy like the massive need. winner yeah and so and they're like we gotta we gotta we gotta gotta set up some sort of do oligarchy but yeah i'm pretty sure that's kind of among among the things but whatever you know if 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 people don't associate it with that then i don't think it is a problem the problem is when people are like why is why is you song hitler (laughs) it's like no he's not that's not what it's about i did have some ideology that started world war ii so you know (laughs) We all, yeah, but you know, World War II was good for a lot of people in the long run, right? Oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, and it could, and it, yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I should have brought it. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to fucking gotcha journalism you with with all this stuff. No, I genuinely like learning about that stuff because I think the etymology and the history is really important. And I had no idea. I thought it. I thought it literally started with Marvel. <laughs> um, but I think also it was like because. Um, I would like any t- like genuinely I would fuck up for the show and like make mistakes and like not do my job that well. I did a pretty good job overall, but I would genuinely make mistakes sometimes, especially when you're sure, just, people like, make mistakes. Yeah, especially when you're just like getting orders of fast food, like ever try Grubhub or anything like people would just make mistakes. It's fine. And then um, and then Nick and Mitch would either like playfully like uh, like make jokes about m- me fucking up or like uh, imply that I fucked up something that was totally not my fault. And then the response was like, you sunk did nothing wrong. So that's also, I thought it, I thought it was like more, um, I thought it was about more of that too, but yeah, now I'm like fucking glad to know. Good to know. Now I think about it. That's actually why I got so mad is I was like, no, mm. he did fuck up. He <laughs> deserves to burn for this. That's <laughs> like, this is not okay to whitewash these issues. I wanted mm. to hear the fucking chicken crunch wrap and I get a beef crunch wrap. I'm not going to hear about what, how it tasted because fucking you saw fucked up and I won't have people gaslighting me into believing he did nothing. Wrong. What if, what no. if it turns out that we were just arguing with each other on our burner Reddit accounts on, 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 uh, the subreddits, wouldn't that be something? 
Yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I never had a burner Reddit account until uh, Jack Allison got really mad at me. And then I was like, maybe I should just, I think like he said like, well, it's your name. Like, so if you don't want to piss people off, like just use it. And I was like, it's never, literally never occurred to me before. Um, and, and I don't use it just because I don't know the password or anything, but I've, I've made like one or two since then at some point. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a good, it was a good idea. It's like, yeah, if, if you're sick of people getting mad at your opinions, don't be you making the opinions, <laughs> just be someone else. I'm so curious, like, cause I can't handle like, I know this is such like an easy thing to say that I probably like, it's not new, but I, I don't do well with conflict. And so even having like a semi public argument, I'm like, Oh no. Like every, every like neuron in my brain starts to like go like fight or flight, but like also you're a coward, just get out of there, buddy. Like you gotta get out. You gotta get out. Like how, how do yeah. you feel about having like semi-public arguments? Well, everything, every, everything that I say is like me trying to like dismount, but of course it's like, it's only feeding the fire. So I'm like, mm. I just got to say this and then it's done. And then someone says something else and then it sends me into like a, a larger rage. And it's like, I can't think about anything else. And then, so like, I, if I don't say anything, it'll go around in my head over and over until like I, I end up doing it and again, just makes it worse. But yeah, it like, it, it, it's really just, I don't know, you know, like, testosterone not testosterone uh it, adrenaline is kind of like an addiction like things that that spur adrenaline even if they, they're not comfortable they can kind of draw you in i think that's why twitter and arguing on the internet and stuff are so popular because it doesn't feel good but there is some rush that accompanies it that your body kind of like wants or some level on some that's level why I, I that's why i roll down the car windows baby yeah you need that fucking adrenaline rush <laughs> but uh i i think it's like that but it's I, I i don't know it's just it's just so hard like i i've yeah. just been grown up on the internet and that's what you did like especially you know i was always or at least for a long time i've been the sixler so it's like it never really i never really thought of it as being like oh this is the public version of you this is mm -hmm. just i i always felt like someone online and especially when you take into account the fact that i never really felt like a a performer so much as just an audience member of harmontown it never really felt like anything other of just like nameless people arguing on the internet and um and i still forget that but it's like it, at, at one point it was just kind of like ignorance like i couldn't comprehend that and now it's kind of like i'm really it's 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 my own fault at this point you know but it, it's always just like and, it, and almost every single time i say something i regret it and i feel really bad for about it i don't know it sucks because people say stuff that gets me mad and um a lot of times not all the times but a lot of times those people i don't want them around me so i want yeah. to punish them and make them not feel like being around so they leave but then i'm like i didn't really want even if they are a shitty person i don't know that i really wanted that i just wanted it to stop feeling bad but i don't know the things follow me for days like you know mm -hmm. i talked about arby's on the show uh, I went to Arby's and, and gotten a big uh, hubbub and uh, I've never been back to that one Arby's location since out of shame and like I just felt bad like really bad like couldn't think about anything else for like yeah. a week and stuff like that happens usually it's like something makes me mad and it just I stay mad about it until something else makes me mad like that's the only cure is getting pissed about something that's slightly less of a deal um, but yeah it sucks like um I think on some level it might be rejection sensitivity, which is a part of ADD. Um, but who knows? On some level, it's just me being privileged and a white male or something. Who knows? You know, well, I, it, I'm not trying to excuse it, but 
maybe is it isn't it just so painful to like know you're right but to have to back off like that is a decision that is really like i don't know my parents like argued a lot when i was little like a ton always and like like logic kind of like was king like because mm-hmm. they both respected logic and so yeah. of course i as a kid and and as an adult like respect logic and so that's why like when like like no offense but these dummies on the internet like um when when people say some dumb shit you're like man like i i know i'm right i know i'm right and having to pull yourself away from that and being like hey it doesn't matter that you're right like that is that is like trying to move a mountain for me it's really really hard um to back off and at the same time i'm so lucky to have a girlfriend that was like hey maybe just let them do whatever they want like i don't must be it. nice must be <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah and then we and then we french on the couch Ugh, we're no but the perspective is is helpful like it, and it could be anyone yeah. but yeah having that perspective For sure. yeah um yeah. but i i agree i will say that like i think for a long time i had labored under the delusion that oh there is a point at which someone will see my logic mm-hmm. and all i have to do is get to that point and if i haven't it's some failure i've made like all of these situations are solvable problems but it wasn't until you know way later that i was like it's really it was honestly i think around trump where it was like mm-hmm. it's not even about this anymore i'm just going to be honest with myself and if i want to yell at someone on the internet i'll yell at them on the internet and if i want to level with someone and try to explain something to them i'll level with them and try and explain it but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get those mixed up because you know a lot of times you no matter how much logic you have it's just not gonna affect you know especially with like the backfire effect and stuff where if people if your defenses are raised which is something i kind of knew before but it's kind of changed since then um but yeah it's like if they haven't if they haven't respected logic enough to uh, in that they're saying something in the first place what what evidence do i have that they'll respect the logic when i lay it out in a beautiful thought tree like in a beautiful decision tree that clearly like well it would illustrate to a person why they're wrong like there's just no guarantee that even if i spent all this time that they would that another person um would listen and it's really painful because like I, I, I like a few weeks ago, I, I like this was even before like the, the Supreme Court, like, um, you know, like depression, <laughs> you yeah. know, like the Supreme but, Court apocalypse. Yeah. But I was like seeking out political debates on YouTube because I was like, <laughs> God, like it was it was my coping mechanism. It was the only way I could engage with the news. And I wasn't even reading with the news because I was just like trying to bathe in a fantasy where like something could happen as if someone owning another human being on the internet could actually change anything as if anything right. was going to get changed. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult of <laughs> managing, managing how we argue online. Yeah. There's this thought I've been having recently. That's like, it, I have a hard time expressing it because it's kind of like a tautology to an extent, mm-hmm. but uh, to, to give it a pat, like give it an attempt right now. It's, it's something like, if they were smart enough to listen to you in the, the like if they had the capacity to understand your words and apply them and realize the truth of them 
they wouldn't be wrong in the <laughs> yeah. first place. Yeah. They're only there because they don't have that capacity. And yeah. I think like, and that's like an oversimplification, obviously in certain circumstances with the right, with the right things and the right relationship with the person, you can kind of slowly coax them, you know, mm -hmm. to an extent, but that's like a really long macro process. But like, you know, the, the simple truth of it is like, yeah, that's why they're here is because they don't have the tools to understand reality to the point where they understand the truth of it. Because yeah. like what, what I would always say like on Reddit and stuff is, uh, and this is also convoluted is I would say your argument, the model of your argument, it can't contain the facts that I am bringing to the situation, mm -hmm. but my model of the argument, it both contains your model of the argument and it explains why it's wrong. Like, like your circle can fit inside my circle and I can explain it, right. but my circle can't fit in your circle because it's incomplete. It doesn't have enough like description and information to, you know, encompass the reality and the complexity of the situation. And like, that was also a really hard thing to get across and obviously it comes across as really condescending it's like no my brain's a fucking mountain <laughs> like you yeah. can't see like you don't get it um but but yeah it's it, that's like and they're kind of the same idea but it's mm -hmm. but that is it's like but that's i just want to express to you it's like that is why i have my position because i understand what you're saying and all of that's explainable by what i'm saying but you yeah. can't see that because yeah because you don't have the pieces whatever uh yeah, it's because like it's really humiliating to be wrong, and um, which is why I so love asking the dumbest fucking questions. I I I, uh, I, I just love doing it because I'm like, well, this is either going to be funny or whatever. But at the bottom, like I'm still going to get to the bottom of this, and even in social situations, um, like I found that doing this is like usually gets a laugh and also helps me answer a question, like. Like, uh, hey, I'm sure like everyone knows, but in case someone here like doesn't know, like why? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, I remember being at a at a friend's birthday party and like um or uh uh anyway, someone's birthday party and they were talking about like how you shouldn't how guys in general use hand soap to wash their face. And that fact alone like got a huge laugh. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's bad. Also, why is it bad though? And and like that also got a lot. Like people were like, "You don't know," but I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, I don't know." And then people were like, "Cause like you don't want to kill all the bacteria on your face. You don't need like ninety nine percent, you know, destruction." And I was like, "Oh, that's cool. I'm still probably gonna watch yeah. my face." No, of course so, we don't but. need we don't need that. But why would it be bad to have ninety nine percent of the bacteria die? I don't know. I, I I still don't know. But like, I accept that I'm, I'm I'm wrong. I'm also really lazy. I should probably just get like a face soap or something along those lines. But mm -hmm. anyway, I love I love asking um, about stuff because I'm like, who the fuck cares? Uh, yeah. And I want. Yeah. Know. Yeah, I, I agree. It's humiliating being wrong, especially in a public forum. Um, but I will say that for me, when I realize I'm wrong, sometimes it's like the biggest relief because mm. like if i feel like i'm right it's like again there's this puzzle where i can learn like why is this happening i need to understand why it's happening because i'm right so why could this be bad you know what what could like how could you think the opposite if i'm so right and then when it's like oh i'm wrong it's like oh thank god i'm just wrong that's why this is all happening because i was wrong <laughs> you know? yeah but like i get anxiety oh uh you ever listen to Sonic? Uh, you, you're uh, good. No, keep go keep going. <laughs>
No, sorry. I, oh my god, my brain just got so scared. I thought the world was ending. Um, it is. Um, Wait till you hear this part. Oh god. Okay. Okay. Well, here's the thing. Because like, even if you Hurry admit up. that you were wrong, you have no guarantee that the other person is going to be gracious and kind about it. Which is just like, oh, I'm like, right. this is a zero sum game, you know? Wow. And he got it in under the wire. I, I, I thought it. for sure I was going to have to cut you off. But that is our show. No, I agree. Um, <laughs> I agree that that's why being wrong in public is 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 feel so bad because it's like i guess i'm just bouncing i'm just gonna stop talking because yeah or or you know i'll just say hey fuck off <laughs> you know mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it's like it's not it's not gonna get better from here and then the the few times i've been like oh my bad and it's like they're still amped up on their own shit and they're mad and stuff but yeah um well thanks so much for coming on man uh thanks this has been me. really fun uh there was a lot less I mean, you know, we kind of know each other a bit, um, but there is a lot less just like straight up by the book interviewing, which mm -hmm. I think, you know, comes from nice, fun talking and conversation and a, a nice dynamic. So it was awesome. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, thanks. Thanks for coming on. You got anything to plug? Sure. You can uh, you can you can check me out live on twitch.tv slash why you underscore SONG. I'm live Monday, Wednesday, Fridays at 4 p.m. PST. Uh, and I also got like a YouTube and a Twitter that you can find uh, through that Twitch or just by searching for it. Um, yeah, thanks for, so much for, for having me on, guys. It's, it's, a, it's a real joy and uh, a great way to spend uh, a weekend. Uh, yeah, we're recording it this in advance. I felt bad lying. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful Sunday. Mm -hmm. and uh no terrorist attacks have happened oh god <laughs> oh god uh no crippling political uh uh turns uh, turnabouts have have taken place mm -hmm. and boy howdy am i happy that things haven't got worse because they sure seem to be in all other respects no um <laughs> yeah we are pre-recording which is great i'm glad to pre-record it's a lot of fun but we're also live too just on a mm -hmm. different day so uh you know it's, it's best of both worlds why am I talking about this? I, I stream on Twitch too, twitch.tv slash the Sixler. It's bad. It's not good. Um, check out you song instead. If you like me, um, you'll probably like anything. So, you know, he, he'll he be like a breath of fresh air as it's not. Oh, my God. Streaming could be like this. Like I could I could I could actually enjoy myself and laugh, you know, and we not just uh, be yelled together. at by Spencer. We should yeah, no, together sometime. That'd be we great. should we should we should draft on Magic Arena sometime. Hell or something. Yeah. yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, that could be a lot of fun. Um, I do. I think next week we're going to start back up. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Frank Howley is where I do Tuesday night big dogs at about six. I think it starts closer to 630 sometimes. But yeah, we play D&D. It's really silly. Um, join Wario Spawn, who is kind of move, moving from spawn to punisher i think he's more of a wario punisher lately um on his quest to uh save taco bell uh we got the big beverage con coming up that's going to uh address the the mountain dew baja blast shortage that's been afflicting the lands of scorn hopefully it'll reduce the price of baja blast and the price of magic potions because magic potions have been affected by the supply chain issues um so yeah check that out and uh what else oh i have a patreon patreon.com slash the sixler you got to give me money you guys really uh, it's i don't know it made me laugh uh, I've out been, loud i've been it made me laugh what? out loud when i googled your patreon and it just says spencer crinton is creating spite it made me laugh oh my god it was so that's good. my favorite part that's like what sold me on the spite branding was it's just so funny to see spencer crinton is creating spite yeah, you know really like I, there's nothing else i would rather have i i do feel bad about like there is a lot of ad copy that's kind of shitting on jeff davis um which is like 
you know, it's fine. I, I'm not mad at Jeff. Uh, I've gotten over it. <laughs> but, you know, and I do like the Patreon not being like weirdly like vehement against him, you know. But yeah, I, I need money, you guys. I mean, I don't, but I do. It's just everybody needs money. You probably need money. We all need money. Um, but, you know, I'm one of those people that needs money, and Patreon is a great way to give it to me. I try to do D&D stuff, but, you know, not everyone likes D&D stuff. So I'm trying to do food reviews. Man, the Doughboys really cornered the best idea on the market. You know, like I would love to do food stuff, but I'm like, how am I going to, you know, how am I going to exist in this space? I'll just be steamrolled because again, I like talking about the food. I'm not trying to be funny and good. You know, I'm not trying to do a good show. Um, but yeah, that's me. Uh, what about you, Kevin? We're probably going to play this on the Sunday. So do you know what's happening Sunday? Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> this Sunday, right after this show is going to be the best of channel 101 followed oh, yeah. by real life sci-fi and then followed by one of rob schraub's amazing creations it better be amazing uh, at these prices <laughs> jesus uh we gotta have aaron on huh that would be great get aaron from real life sci-fi some cross promotion anyway uh we like to end the show the same way as we do every week and as always so as always as we like to say look at this shiny new penny <laughs>